1: Today on CityCast Boise, finding real Mexican sweetbread in Boise can be a challenge, so Evelyn Avitia and Mia Maldonado are here to tell us why the drive to 2C is worth it. They break down everything you need to know about this sweet treat and why it tastes way better in the fall. It's Thursday, September 21st. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise is talking about. Hi, Evelyn. Hi, ladies. Hi,
0: guys. I'm so excited because it's almost fall, which means it's pan dulce season. And so pan dulce literally translates to sweet bread, which is a very popular Mexican pastry. Um, It has a lot of influence from European immigrants, like Spanish people, french people and they had a very distinct style of making bread but once it was introduced to the mexicanos they found an ingredient that changed everything and that's sugar and so um, growing up in a hispanic household i had pan dulce all the time and especially if you have your guests coming over, you're going to want to make sure that you have pan dulce. Like, I feel like it's just such a big, important part of
2: our culture. Would you agree, Mia? Is this something you grew up around? Yes, absolutely. So I I mean, in North Idaho, there's not a lot of pan dulce bakeries around, but my mom would go to Spokane and uh, load up on the pan dulce and bring it home and it was like our breakfast. You always got to have some milk with it. It was the best. And there's all different kinds of pandulce. My go-to is a concha. Ooh. It's like the most generic pandulce dulce there is, um, which is basically, it's kind of like this circular, fluffy loaf of bread with little um, sugar on top. And it's called a concha because that means shell in Spanish. So it kind of looks like it's decorated like a, sh- a seashell. And that was the best treat we could ever have.
1: Yeah, definitely one of the most popular ones. What about you, Emma? Have you ever had pan dulce? I have. Uh, My stepmom was raised in Honduras. And so she uh, would either purchase it at uh, the Mexican markets in Pocatello when we were kids. I also went to, uh, or she would make it sometimes too. Ooh! Uh, But my... I like the first really big memory I have is in third grade, I went to school in Caldwell actually. (gasps) And I remember our teacher would bring, like on Fridays, if we had been good all week, a box of pendulché to school and you would get to pick. And like it was very exciting because there's so many varieties and it's like, and they're also colorful and beautiful. So yeah, it was always such a treat.
2: That's the best.
1: Love
0: that. That is so cool. Um, Mia, so for someone who has never had this pan dulce, this famous Mexican pastry, how would you describe it? What does it taste like? And what do you think makes it different from other bakeries?
2: Yeah. So as you mentioned earlier, it literally means sweet bread. So it's kind of, I would say maybe like a Mexican version of a donut in the sense that it's just a sweet pastry you can, you know, have for breakfast, have as a snack. And it has Mexican kind of elements. So we have like cinnamon. We have a lot of different colors that are used on pan dulce. It's
0: very spongy, I feel like. It has, I feel like it has such a different consistency compared to other items in bakeries like American or French or whatever <laughs> other bakeries are. I feel like this style is so distinct. Have you noticed any
1: major differences between the breads, Emma? Yeah, it it does. It's uh, it's more like light and airy than certain yes. kinds of breads. And I think that this is just, you know, from something from a recipe I read. It said that you uh, you sort of let the dough rise a little longer than regular bread, so it's a little poofier. And you need to do it. Make sure you do it. in like a lot of bread in warm place, but like you, you really have to get that light, fluffy, like you said, sponginess, almost like a cake in some ways.
2: Yeah. Something that I think of whenever I think of pan dulce is like, I need a napkin or a plate because it's messy. It's crumbly. <laughs> it falls apart. You might lick the plate a little like it's it's a messy pastry that kind of crumbles apart. Um, but that's what makes it good.
0: Yeah. My favorite bun is the cuernito, which is basically the Mexican croissant. But reading it, some of the recipes, they don't focus on butter. Sometimes they don't even use butter and they focus on using lard. So compared to the croissant, it is more of a cushioned consistency, which I think is really interesting.
2: Yeah, those are good. I wanted to ask
1: you, you know, growing up in Idaho around such a big uh, Latino community, uh, Pendulce, I, you know, has been a, a part of so many of the celebrations I have been to. Why is it so important in Mexican culture?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, even as a child, some of my favorite memories were going to the panaderia with my mom. And she'd be like, let's go get our bun," And so we would go together and she would take me to go like pick out my bun. And it's just, I think this food symbolizes community and gathering and building family and all of that. And as I mentioned earlier, when you have guests over, you want them to be sitting down with their bun. You want to be engaged in conversation. It's like this offering of like, I care about you here, eat this bun. And so to me, it's, it really represents like the value of family.
2: Totally. I, I agree. It's something that like me and my siblings would definitely bond over when we were kids. Like you know, my mom would have this bag of pandulce with all these different colors and styles. And I'd be like, I want this one. And my brother would choose his and my sister would choose his. And so I I don't know, that shared experience of being able to choose your favorite kind of style is something that I think a lot of Mexicans can relate to. We all know um, the different styles. And also pandulce is a relatively cheap food option. And so it's just like a go-to staple of Mexican food, and it's delicious, and it's just, I would say it's pretty, it's a pretty universally positive uh, meal that our community shares.
0: Yeah,
1: for sure. Evelyn, I'm thinking of uh, during our taco episode, you were very much it's all about 2C, not coming to Boise. Is there a really big difference between the accessibility of these? Like, are the bakeries better and easier to find in Caldwell and Nampa versus Boise? For sure. I grew up in Caldwell and there have
0: always been these panaderia bakeries around. And so I've always had access to them. And when I think about it, are there any in Boise? Mia, have you found any yet? You've done back and forth Caldwell for college and now you're
2: in Boise. What's that looking like? Yeah, I have not been able to find just like a panaderia, just a Mm -hmm. pan dulce shop. Whereas in Caldwell, there are stores solely dedicated to selling pan dulce. But in Boise, I like if I go, there are Mexican markets for sure, but they don't make their pan dulce. I have yet to find one that like makes some there. And they'll have some pandulce, but it's prepackaged from other parts of Idaho. So it's still homemade, but it just it hits different whenever it's made in that store. And so if I need pandulce, I have to drive to Nampa or Caldwell.
0: Wow, that is so wild. I know so many people that really do have to drive. If they're like, I want Mexican goods, they know that they're driving to
1: Nampa or Caldwell. And that, I feel like that just blows my mind. Yeah, we used to have actually a, a lovely little... Uh, Mexican Bakery on Fairview. But after that closed, yeah, I think there is, I'm just racking my brain trying to think. I'm like, wait, I've had them. And then I'm like, you're right. Yeah. I've had them. They're pre-packaged at at different places. So yeah, totally, totally empty out. Oh, wow. So how familiar
0: are you with the experience of like, I'm going into the store, I'm grabbing my little
1: baggie, my tongs, and I'm filling my bag up with (laughs) bun. Is that like rare then? Yeah, I would say so. Um, the places, uh, the Mexican markets I've seen here are like, they're pre-bagged. So you're not okay. choosing, like you get like a bag of them. Uh, when there was a little bakery here, you would go in and you could, uh, you know, do the bakery experience of being like that one, that one, that one, and do filling your box. But no, now you kind of don't really have a choice. You're just picking like a pre-package, <gasps> which does, uh, do
2: you, is that part of the experience for sure is like picking them out? Yes. Yeah. I. It's so fun because it's like, I don't know. It's like 60 cents a piece. And so it's like, I want this one. I want this one for my friends, this one for the next day. Um, and you get all different styles. Uh, so yeah I, I, yeah, I like being able to pick my own bread. Yeah, definitely. And it depends. Like if you're feeling
0: sweet or savory, there's such a mix of different breads. Like there are cookies full of sprinkles. There are donuts. There are more savory breads that you can, you know, use to make a torta or make some other meal with it. Um, there's just a huge variety. And so trying to find the bread that fits for you, um, you see all these breads and you're like, you know what? That's that's the one I'm craving. I'm craving the one right there full of sprinkles. That's the one I want.
1: So uh, other than just visually what looks best, give, give us white girls coming out to Caldwell, uh, give us some tips, like putting <laughs> together my box. What should I look for? What are your faves?
2: Ooh. Ooh. My two favorite pan dulces, of course, the iconic concha. It's like the most generic, the loafy, fluffy, round bread that looks like a seashell. It's just, oh, it's the best. I love, I love just the generic white concha. I don't know. The other colors kind of freak me out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, because there's other ones. There's like, there's brown, there's white, yellow, pink.
1: Are they different flavors or are they just different yes. colors? Oh, they do. Okay. And they taste different, right? Yes, they do taste different. <laughs> <laughs> I also go for the white.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm just like mm, artificial flavor. <laughs> but I don't. But they absolutely do taste different. Um, I also love. There's this one. I don't even know what it's called, but it's like a piece of bread with just like a bunch of butter and sugar. That one, <laughs> it's so good. It's literally just butter and sugar. I I thought it was like some cream. No, it's it's just like slab of that and it's so good and it's kind of rectangular
0: yeah all right so my recommendation you're going to a panaderia where they're fully stocked so you're want to you want to go in the morning I think because at the end of the day it's going to be cleared out so you're going to want to be there somewhat early you're going to grab your tray you're going to grab your tongs and you're going to admire all the beautiful options that you have and Always a concha is a classic. That is amazing. So grab, you know, the classic seashell concha. Um, Another really popular one are the puerquitos or the marranitos, which are cookies shaped like pigs. And I think they're like gingerbread based, but those are so popular as a kid. I ate so many of those that now I can't stand them, but (laughs) you got to try one of those. I love a good donut. And like I said, their version of a
1: croissant, a cuerno. So anything else we need to know? Any other tips?
0: Yes. There is a very specific way to eat your bun, And I'm not a milk girl. So don't come around with some milk. I want you to have your hot chocolate, preferably chocolate abuelita, because it's cozy season. So you got your little hot chocolate or you have your hot coffee And you get your bread, you wrap around your little blanket, and you eat your bread like that. That is the best way to enjoy pan dulce with your loved ones.
2: Yeah, you cannot have pan dulce dry. That's just sad. Don't even, not even a glass of water. Like you need, (laughs) you need, like that is not it. You need milk. You need um, champurrado, another really popular sweet Mexican drink, some atole. You need a warm... Drink or milk. So, what are your go-to spots?
1: Like, where should people go to try this for the first time?
2: So, my go-to pandulce place is La Esperanza Bakery. I'm a loyal customer. They were re- they used to be based out of Caldwell by Walmart, but they moved down to Nampa. But it's just off Caldwell Boulevard, so it's not too far from their previous location. And they have more than just pandulce now. They oh, they expanded their store to sell food and other grocery items, but La Esperanza Bakery is my all-time favorite. They're just consistent. They're open throughout the day. I know the the staff there. Um, Good quality pan. That's my best recommendation. How about you, Evelyn?
0: Uh, you know, I'm a Caldwell girl. Go into downtown Caldwell and you will find a good amount of bakeries down there. Uh, my go-to <laughs> is El Rico Pan Bakery. That's the one I've been going to ever since I was a young little gal with my mother. And so Emma, come over here. We're going to give you a full tour and take you down to all of our
1: bakeries. All right. Well, thank you both so much. This has been so fun and so educational. If uh, you're a listener and you have a favorite Pandulce spot, please, please, please let us know because we are always eager to hear more places to get delicious Mexican pastries. Thank you both
2: so much. Thank you so much. This was fun. Thank you.
1: That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you left us a review. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your weekly news roundup. Bye.